Welcome to The Body Nerd Show. I'm your host, Alexandra Ellis, and after a decade in the fitness industry, I've finally cracked the code on how you can build sustainable strength without getting hurt. I'm a coach, writer, yogi, kettlebell devotee, lover of lifting heavy things, and 100% a body nerd. So stick with me, and I'll teach you how to make body maintenance and movement mastery a fundamental part of your wellness routine. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back. You're listening to episode 64 of The Body Nerd Show. On today's episode, I'm sharing all about how your knees work why deep lunges may or may not be good for them, and how you can keep all of your joints strong and healthy no matter what. Now, when it comes to the human body and fitness and really nutrition, there are so many stories and myths about what's okay to do in your body. But it's your body, So I say that sort of as our disclaimer up at the top, everything I say, ultimately at the end of the day, you feeling good and not having pain and feeling confident in what you're doing is the most important thing. But today I'm going to tackle one of the greatest body stories of all time, and that is deep lunges and allowing your knees to go over your toes. Now, if you've ever stepped foot into a gym or training facility or CrossFit gym or workout class, you've probably been told, don't let your knees come over your toes in a squat, Um, which may or may not be true. And we're going to dive into it. And I know I've been told that I should never, ever, 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 should I ever let my knees come over my toes. But if you've ever sat in a deep squat while you're texting or reading or eating or just chilling like millions of people around the globe do in a deep squat, your knees have come over your toes. And Olympic powerlifters often do deep squats with insane amount of weight. And guess what? Their knees don't explode. Now, I got a DM uh, after I showed myself doing this really deep squat in my stories, um, and the sender wanted to know if that was actually okay for your knees. And so I appreciate questions like that because I realized that's something that we need to talk about. So today, we're going to learn all about the knee joint and figure out if lunges and deep squats and letting your knees go over your toes are actually bad for you. So before we dive into that, let's actually talk about your knee joint. Your knee is where your tibia, that's your shin bone, and your femur, that's your thigh bone, it's where they meet. Now your patella, your kneecap, sits on top of that, and there's also a smaller lower leg bone called your fibula, but it doesn't actually articulate in that joint where your tibia and your femur meet. This is called the tibiofemoral joint, right? Tibia, femur. It's so easy, anatomy and Latin, when you just listen to the words. And I do wish I had taken Latin in high school and not French, but c'est la vie, right? (laughs) So the knee joint is a synovial joint. We'll talk more about what that means. It's also a modified hinge joint. We will also talk about what that means. Uh, But as you can imagine, it doesn't have bony stability, not quite like your hip, for example, where you have a ball and socket joint with a really deep socket that the ball can snugly fit into. So this is why ligaments are so important in your knee. 
Now, all synovial joints have common characteristics uh, that make them a synovial joint. And the first being that they have what's called a synovial cavity. And this is formed by this tough connective tissue that wraps around the joint. And if you think of like a knee sleeve or, you know, an ankle sleeve or anything like that, that's sort of similar to what this joint cavity, the synovial cavity is formed by. And all synovial joints also have a special material called hyaline cartilage. It's another type of connective tissue, this one being very dense, and it covers the ends of the bones. This makes a smoother surface that actually reduces friction during movement. It helps to absorb shock. And here's a fun fact about bone. It's one of the only tissues in your body that when it repairs itself, it is the same type of material, right? This is actually, if you've ever heard this, you know, it's better to break a bone than to sprain something or strain something. Um, And that's because soft tissues, connective tissues, they scar and are never like they were before. Whereas bone, when it breaks, it just makes more bone. And you might have like a little bump where the break was previously, but your bone will be just as strong as it was before. Now that hyaline cartilage on the ends of the bones, it's not replaceable. Uh, But they have found that intentionally injuring that hyaline cartilage, um, there's a surgery called microfracture surgery. They intentionally injure the joint surfaces with hopes that a hyaline cartilage-like material is going to grow back. And the, the goal of this is just to put off joint replacement, but I just thought that was so fascinating. Your body is I want to say smart. I mean, obviously, your body biology is super, super smart. Um, but how interesting in of all the different types of tissues we have in our body, uh, really bone is the only one that comes back exactly like it. And even at a place where it's so important to have, you know, smooth surfaces that are able to move in harmony with one another, biology was like, nope, nope. Yeah, you only get one shot at Highland Cartilage. But that's not the only thing in your knee joint. Now, to improve the surface area and how the bones come together, which is called articulation, you also have these cushions called meniscus also made of dense connective tissue. And the meniscus really help to make the surface, instead of being this flat, bony surface, um, to have deeper connection and you know better connection together. You have two meniscus in the knee, one on the inside and one on the outside. The one on the inside is called your medial meniscus, and the one on the outside is called your lateral meniscus. And there's also lots of cushioning, not only in the knee, but also in every and any scenario synovial joint, um, typically in the form of fat pads or bursa. And your knee has both. Bursa can become inflamed and it's called bursitis, right? Now, all of these things are wrapped up together in that joint capsule like I talked about, which actually has this really thin membrane, which is where the synovial fluid is excreted and made from. So the thin innermost layer of the joint capsule is where that synovial fluid comes from, and that's what lubricates and reduces friction. So that's a synovial joint in a nutshell. And I think understanding the arthrokinematics of the joint, really just, you know, the structure of how the joint is made, then can help you better determine, is this movement good for me? Yes or no? 
Now, there can be different types of synovial joints, you know, ball and socket, like we've talked about, shoulders and hips. Um, Your temporomandibular joint, the TMJ, is also a synovial joint. So it has all those same things of cartilage and a joint capsule and synovial fluid and fat pads and bursa. TMJ has all those same things. Your elbow is also a synovial joint. And remember I said your knee is a modified hinge joint. Now your elbow is also a hinge joint, but as you can probably tell, if like me right now, you're trying to straighten your elbow out, your elbow has a hard stop. It has a bony stop, whereas your knee doesn't have the same. So knees have a lot of mobility, more so than an elbow, not as much as a shoulder, but that mobility can also then create instability. And we'll keep talking about that. The small bones in your wrists and the small bones in your feet are also other examples of synovial joints. What would it feel like to know exactly what to do to take care of your body? To know that every exercise was actually helping you get stronger instead of being a total waste of time. And imagine not being afraid of pain because you know exactly how to maintain your body and how to take care of any type of soreness, tension, or pain. Movement Mavens is one of the most comprehensive step-by-step programs that'll actually teach you body maintenance and movement mastery so you can continue to build sustainable strength and get rid of pain no matter what comes up. Our community is filled with movement-minded women who are committed to taking back control of their body and their health. With customized wellness plans, a growing video library, and monthly coaching, you'll know what to do so that you can keep running faster, hit PRs, recover more effectively, and feel amazing every day. I'm opening up the doors soon for a limited time, but if you're on the waitlist, you'll be the first to know. So grab your spot on the waitlist and learn more about Movement Mavens at aewellness.com mavens. That's aewellness.com m-a-v-e-n-s. So what determines range of motion and how can you tell if a deep squat is a yay or nay for you? And that's probably part of the thought process on why lunges are bad, right? That, oh, the knee wasn't made to go that far and it's going to get damaged, which might be true if your range of motion doesn't allow for it. So range of motion is determined by the shape of the joint surfaces. So like I talked about the elbow and the knee, that elbow with its bony hard stop of your actual elbow point, that prevents hyperextension and your knee doesn't have anything like that. It relies on ligaments. So another determining factor of your range of motion is the elasticity of the joint capsule itself, but also the surrounding ligaments. So in the ankles, for example, if you have sprained your ankle five trillion times, times, that ankle is going to have some inherent instability and possibly greater range of motion because the ligament elasticity has been changed. Now, muscle strength and tightness in and around a joint will also determine how far you can move it, its range of motion. And for those of you who do feel super tight all the time, you probably feel like your range of motion is limited because of this. And that's because it is. Uh, The good news is muscle strength and muscle tightness, or at least that perceived sense of tightness, um, because remember, it's coming from your brain and your nervous system. 
those are completely changeable. And you can definitely improve that by getting stronger without getting hurt. Now, injury and guarding against pain are another determining factor of what your range of motion is going to be like. So I know when I sprained my ankle, any passive movement, just it felt awful, right? Even just the weight of the sheet on my foot was super, super painful. Whereas before injury, that didn't matter at all. Um, And even now I've noticed when I cross my ankles that the side from injury, even almost a year later, is still a little bit more tender compared to the other side. But you know me, I'm not avoiding it. I try to do it more often and I'm working on strength. And the reason for this is because your brain and your nervous system, they don't forget. And they remember, I'm not trying to personify them, but your brain knows we got injured moving into that range of motion. Uh, so red flag pain, and let's not do that again to prevent any further injury. Also, if your nervous system is creating tension in the surrounding muscles in an effort to sort of protectively cast that area with the muscles and connective tissue, that also can decrease range of motion. But I think the most important element of range of motion when it comes to your knees and really any joint and doing something like a deep squat is this, how you use or don't use your joints in a regular time or in a daily basis. If you're not using it, hey, guess what? You're going to lose it. Now, for sure, aging has some role to play in this, but how you use and how you move your body is so important. And you are able right now to move in the ways that you move most. So your body and knees might not be candidates for lunging deeply right now, but that doesn't mean that they won't be forever. And it also doesn't mean that you shouldn't work to try. It's almost like not deeply lunging is a story that we collectively decided to agree with. Somebody said, hey, you should never let your knees go past your toes because I got injured when I did it. I'm sure this is what, you know, somebody said, who knows who. Um, And then we're all like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that person knows what they're talking about. And so I give you all of this information about your joints. And you could go pull out a book. You could look this up on the internet. This is how the joint is built. And so when you understand it, then you can decide, does this story apply to me? Does it matter for me? Because remember, it's your body. Now, when it comes to lifting heavy things, it's mechanically efficient to not to be in a deep squat. You can get better leverage if you're using your hips and hamstrings and other muscles. But sitting down into a squat, as long as you can do it pain-free, and I'm talking like butt to heels all the way down, it's a totally normal and natural human movement. And I'd even argue that squatting is your basic right as a human. It's a foundational movement to master if you want to learn how to move well, right? Knowing how to squat is knowing how to lunge, is knowing how to deadlift, is knowing how to kettlebell swing and whatever it is you want to do. If you want to move well, you need full range of motion in your squat. And it also goes both ways. Being able to do a squat, which in turn essentially is a lunge, right? A single leg squat with one leg forward, that's that's a lunge. If you are able to do a full squat, that will demonstrate full hip, knee, ankle, foot range of motion. 
So if lunging feels bad now or you're not able to do it, it's not that you should never, ever, ever do it again because you should because that's what's going to help you lunge more, right? Lunging isn't bad for your knees, but lunging poorly with bad form is. So I encourage you to not just go out there and try to do the deepest lunge you possibly can do or the deepest squat you possibly can do because you're, you're probably going to hurt yourself if you just go like buck wild on the first trip out. But it's important to do things progressively. So let's talk about good form. What is good form? And you know, practicing all of the things, including deep squats, um, is one way to improve your lunge form. And I actually personally, in my own practice, I use weights and I do let my knees go over my toes because here's the thing. It's going to happen anyways. Your knees are going to come over your toes the next time you walk down the stairs. Look at it. Um, if you're going on a hike, if you're walking down a hill, You're better off practicing it in a controlled way than hurting yourself trying something that your brain, your body, and your tissues aren't ready to do. So that progressive training and mastering your fundamentals first, that is what's going to allow you to be ready for and able to do a lunge without hurting yourself, uh, without being so sore that you can't walk for days after. It's about what you're ready for. And don't let somebody else tell you what you should and shouldn't do. It's your body. But should you be lunging? Yeah, you probably should. You should. Uh, Squats in themselves, like every mammal on the planet is able to squat. We're the only ones that build these chairs and then we just sit in them all the time. And then we sit in them so much that getting out of them is hard. And then we say, oh, but you should never go lower than the chair. I say you should. Now, definitely there are some mechanical principles to consider when it comes to lunges and squats, and that is that the joint that moves first is loaded the most. So the joint that moves first has to do the most amount of work. So in squats, if your knees are always bending first and they come over the toes quickly, learning how to squat well is going to help with your knee pain tremendously. So if you already have knee pain, doing a bunch of lunges that make more knee pain is probably not the best course of action because all you're doing is deepening that groove that your brain has when it comes to knee pain. Your brain just remembers knee pain in lunges, knee pain in lunges. See, I told you I have knee pain in lunges. But that's not to say you should never practice letting your knees go over your toes because it will also strengthen your knees and the surrounding tissues. And honestly, if you have knee pain, this might even be your best bet. So when it comes to lunges, like I've said, it's basically a one-legged squat. So you can play with only lowering down to 90 degrees. You can play with going even deeper. You want to be able to move your body in all the ways that it can for as long as you can. If moving with freedom and feeling the sense of ease and peace and being able to do whatever the heck you want to do is important to you. And this is also why having a body maintenance plan that takes your entire body into consideration, not just where it hurts, is so important. Because then not only can you maintain range of motion, but you're checking in with tissue health on a regular basis. So are lunges bad for your knees? No. Is lunging poorly bad for your knees? Yes. And should you do deep lunges if you can? 
And that's not to say you shouldn't, because again, full knee range of motion. To me, being able to squat all the way down is a way to get up and down off the floor, demonstrates full range of motion for hip, ankle, knees. It's your human right to be able to do squats, to be able to do lunges, to be able to move your body however the heck you want to. And the best way to get there is by maintaining your body, learning the foundations and moving well, and doing it again and again, day in and day out. And that, my friends, seriously, that's all it is. That's all it takes when it comes to feeling strong and feeling capable and feeling, frankly, like a badass. So if you want to learn my strategies that are going to help you stop worrying about injuring yourself and start building strength for your knees, for your hips, for your lower back, for whatever is going on, I'd love to invite you to join me for my upcoming free masterclass. All you have to do is pick a time that works best for you. I'll see you in class. I'm going to share all of these tips and tricks and strategies so that you can start moving well with less pain, maybe even without pain today. So head on over to aewellness.com slash workshop right now to save your seat. There's also a super awesome bonus. I'm just gonna tell you right now because I appreciate you. Three mobility classes. You get access to those just for coming live. So come live and get those free classes. All right, so I wanna know, what do you think about lunges? I've laid out my case, but I wanna know still, what are you thinking? Are you gonna try deep lunges? Are you still slightly concerned about deep lunges? Or are you ready to start your progressive program and get there? Plus, you can send me any questions or tell me your lunge progress by hitting me up on social media. I'm at Hala Formala on Instagram. You can send me a DM, tag me in your stories, or you can call or text the Body Nerd Hotline at 818-396-6501. And before I go, I want to remind you that show notes, fun links, free downloads, the Body Nerds group, pretty much everything lives over at aewellness.com slash podcast. And thank you so much for taking the time to listen today, for making it all the way to the end. I hope that you got some fun movement in as you listened, or at least you got something planned. And if you enjoyed this week's episode, you know the deal. Hit that subscribe button, uh, maybe leave a review, or even better, share this episode with somebody who needs to hear it. So here's to asking better questions, moving more, lunging everywhere, (laughs) and getting nerdy. And thank you for helping me spread the word that your body is super cool and you, my friend, can change the unchangeable. I'll talk to you next week. Pain stops you in your tracks and body work is one of the fastest and most effective ways to deal with it. I've put together a free PDF with the six places you need to roll right now for quick relief. Plus, the reason why what you've tried so far has only given you a temporary fix. So whether it's back pain, plantar fasciitis, neck tension, shoulder pain, or tight hips, I've got you covered. And when you download it now, I'll also send you some video demos to get you started even faster. Head on over to aewellness.com slash bodywork, that's B-O-D-Y-W-O-R-K, to get started today.